Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Surprise! I'm back doing The Ralph Report. I know we didn't expect this, but look, consider it, I don't know, a bonus. It could have been a rerun or it could have been a, a just a collection of celebrity interviews, which is what I'm probably going to do when I finally do take some time off from this show. But... Instead, it's a brand new Ralph report for Monday, oh! August 26th. So happy to be joining you here in the Batcave. I, of course, am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here with me is the vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Let's talk about why I'm here on the show with you today, as opposed to what I thought I'd be doing. And I mentioned at the end of last week that... I was going to be shooting a sitcom, and so I was going to be needing the week off because when you do a sitcom, you rehearse all week long, and then you uh, put it up in front of the cameras, and then you finally film the thing at the end of the week. And I thought that was going to be my plan. Let me tell you exactly what happened. I was uh, minding my own business, like I like to do on a Friday, and just uh, getting ready for the weekend and getting ready for my gig the following week. And you talk about, uh, okay, what do I need to do? What's my call time? What's the, the script look like? I haven't gotten that yet. So as the day wore on, I said to myself, I said, maybe I should reach out to my representatives and see what the holdup is. And let me tell you what happened the previous week. When I, when I announced that I was doing the show, what happened to me was I got a glowing review from the casting people and the producers saying, yes, this is exactly what we want. We would like to, now this is a, a dangerous phrase in show business, <laughs> pin Whoa. Ralph for next week. And uh, for those who aren't uh, familiar with the jargon of the entertainment world, that means clear your schedule. Please don't book anything else for next week because we need you to keep that schedule open. It's all but a done deal that you will be working with us next week. So please put a pin in those dates the 26th through the 30th or whatever it was, and uh, please hold on. Now, I have been pinned many times. Every time I've ever done a gig, I get pinned, and then after you get pinned, you get your uh, call time, and then you get your paperwork, and then you go to work. So I, in my infinite stupidity, just assumed that this would go like that, and I said, okay, I'm pinned. I'm going to be working next week, and that's why I broke the news to you. All right, that's that. the stage is now set. So on Friday... I reach out to my people and I say, I, have you got any uh, paperwork or a script or anything yet? Because we're coming up on the end of business on Friday and I need to know what's going on. And they said, that's a good point. Hold on, please. We'll get back to you. That's when I got the, uh, the, the solemn phone call, which sometimes you get from your management when things have gone poorly and they try not to take any responsibility for the fact that they didn't really follow up and they go, oh yeah, well, uh, sorry, but we just got off the phone with the producers, and they loved what you did. But at the very last minute, they decided to, and here's another great phrase from the world of show business, go in another direction. Meaning, you're not the guy, some other guy is the guy. But thanks so much, and we love you, and we'll see you again for something real soon, they said. And so that's what they say as a consolation prize, in, in the hopes that you won't, I don't know, show up at their office and start uh, throwing hand grenades behind the counter or wiping people's <laughs> desks clear with your forearm, none of the which I would do, but they like you to believe that they still love you and that there's more work to be coming your way uh, otherwise. So that's what happened. And the show that I was supposed to do, and this is nothing against the show because it is a, a very entertaining show and my kid loves it. It is a sitcom on the Disney Channel called Coop and Cammy Ask the World. And it is a, a kid's sitcom, obviously, about a, a brother and sister who crowdsource their decision-making online. When they've got a question about what to do with their lives or whatever, they've got a live streaming show. They're like YouTubers. And they go out there and they uh, ask the people to vote on what they should be doing or should not be doing. And they have wacky hijinks with their 
older sister and their younger brother and their mom. And, and it's all uh, good, clean, wholesome, all-American fun. Yeah. So I was supposed to play the role of a wacky, uh, world-famous artist, an avant-garde artist who makes works of art out of recyclables. And I went in there with a very uh, cavalier attitude for the audition. I did a silly voice and I was very broad and they seemed to like what I did. And uh, Eddie knows this. I mean, when you go into audition for these kids sitcoms, yeah. you have to be even bigger than big. You have like, to be broader than you ordinarily would. Yeah, like Nickelodeon and Disney are just Those over the two, top. Over yeah. the top. When you're doing shows for kids, they like pantomime. They like clowns. They like yeah. stuff that's broad and wacky and funny. So you have to really amp it up, which I find very hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to go in. You, you usually like being told to go higher instead of coming in as high as you can go and being told to bring it down. Yeah. At least for me, anyway. Um, I just find, you know, as an actor, you try many, many years worth of uh, work and training and, and, and focus on trying to be as realistic yeah. as possible. As subtle and as real as you can. <laughs> you want to bring a person to life in that audition. This has nothing to do with anything <laughs> like that. This is go in, dance, monkey dance. And I've done a bunch of sketch comedy and things like that before. So I, I'm, I'm capable of it, but it doesn't come naturally to me. So I went in there and I just really went for it. And apparently they liked what I did, but not enough. <laughs> To actually give me the job. So uh, that is another real life moment. Ooh. So close. Ooh. Ooh. So fucking close. So that's why so I'm close. here. But thanks to all of you sweet members of the Garmy. So nice. When I posted that information on Friday and said, just a heads up, there will be new shows next week because I won't be doing that sitcom. Many of you sent me notes of uh, condolence and they're so sorry it didn't work out. Many of you said, oh, F those people, which is not the response I wanted because, again, this happens all the time in show business, and I'm really not that bothered by it because it's sort of it's the norm, standard basically. operational <laughs> procedure. So it really I wasn't crestfallen. And the fact that it's a Disney show, it's like, okay, you know, had it been an episode of, I don't know, Mad Men or, you yeah. know, like something back something in the really day wanted that I on. really wanted to be on, it would have been a lot harder to take. But this would have been fine, and it would have been much more fun for my kid because she loves the show. My plan was to go in, and then on the day when we were filming the thing, bring her down, and she could meet the cast yeah. and stuff. And it would have been a fun experience That's the most disappointing part. Yeah, so that's the part I was really looking forward to. But many of you, besides being just really kind about it, said, you know what? You should take the week anyway. We're already ready for you not to be there. Just take the week and make this your vacation week. And it was very kind of you. Either many of you just don't want to hear me and just want to break from me, or you're just very nice and said, no, make this your vacation. But I decided to uh, come back and do shows this week, and I'll take some time uh, next month in September. So I'll let you know what's going to go on. But regardless, you guys are very, very kind, and I really appreciate it. And I also wanted to be on hand this week. It kind of works out because today is the first day of general ticket sales for the live Ralph Report. Oh. So I did want to mention that to you folks out there who are not four-star generals. Last week was the pre-sale for the four stars. For you uh, one, two, and three-star generals in the Garmin, you now can buy your tickets as well for the live Ralph Report that's happening at the world-famous Improv on Melrose here in Los Angeles on Saturday, September 21st, 8 p.m. is the time. It's going to be me and Pence and Steve Ashton's going to be on hand and Carrie's going to be up there on stage. We're all going to be there and we're going to do the show and then do a little meet and greet afterwards the way we always do. So it's going to be enormously fun. If you've been looking forward to coming to a Ralph Report show, here's your opportunity. If you've been to one before, we'd love to see you again. Go to improv.com and then click on uh, locations, click on Hollywood, and then they'll give you their event calendar there. And you scroll down until you find the Ralph Report on the 21st of September. And then uh, you can pick, click it on that and pick up your tickets. It's very easy. Very easy very to easy. do. Absolutely. All right. So that's me. That's my life in a nutshell. What would you do this weekend, Eddie? What was up with you? I'm, cleaning, you do? I'm cleaning the house. The cleaning. The in-laws are coming on Tuesday. And they're staying with you? And they're staying with us oh, in a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, so. I was just thinking. Not a hell, whole <laughs> no, hell of a lot of room there. Not a lot of room. So we had to get rid of a lot of uh, a lot of purging going on. Just, of, we're just taking furniture just out, and throwing just stuff out. Just you know, we'll live down some it. air mattresses. Mm, pretty much. Pretty How long much. are they staying? A week. Oh well, that's a convenient. Week. That's convenient. Yes. See, look, it's a week. They're parents. <laughs> I get that, oh. and you have to take care of your parents. Yeah. But that's a long time to have house guests guests of any yes. stripe. And that's when you have a house, and they have a, their own room, and they mm. can do whatever. This is just a lot of. 
just sitting on the couch staring at each other. Wow. Should I uh, throw down an air mattress here in the Batcave? Are you, you going to be crash? You want some place to crash? I wouldn't object to crashing in the Batcave. Well, you're always welcome. You know that. <laughs> I uh, won't pee on the floor, I promise. Don't pee in the fireplace. <laughs> That's already been marked. That territory has already been marked. So you're just, you're just, you're just at the honeydew list. You just, yeah. your wife's telling you where, where to I've, move stuff. I, and where I to cleaned stuff. the grill today. Well, you or, got a barbecue when you have guests. Actually, yesterday, I cleaned the grill. It's, it, yeah, they like cooked, made the grill for them. So I had to clean the grill and then they had grease all over. It's sure it's fucking annoying cleaning a grill. Yeah. Cause you don't think about it ever. But at least it was nice and cool. While yes. you're out there scrubbing down the grill. It's a breezy 89 <laughs> degrees. Sun beating down on you. Well, I will be thinking of you this week as you, uh, uh it's not- <laughs> as you host oh, your in-laws. God. You're a good man. Good man. Yeah. I don't really have a choice. It's sort of That's something true. you have to do. Yeah. That's true. Um, anyway, guys, thanks so much for joining us on this Monday. Got a real good show for you. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Because I'll tell you why. First of all, we are going to hit another celebrity with a trank dart. That is, that's always good news. <laughs> Steve Ashton's going to be stopping by with the UK update. We have another, and I don't know how we keep getting this, but another snippet from the Daniel Radcliffe audio diary. Wow. From the set of the Harry Potter films, another piece of audio that really exclusively, as far as I know, only available on the Ralph Report. How did he find this huge box of all these audio it's Steve Ashton. He's like some, he's like some detective, how he just comes up with this stuff. He's a secret agent. <laughs> he comes up with this stuff and he just, he sends it to me in a coded message and then I get to put it on the oh, show. So good. Uh, there may, in fact, also be a new Drunk Eddie's Thought. Really? So I'm telling you, this show is just wow. jam-packed with awesomeness. And so what are we waiting for? Let's get on with it. Starting with you guys, as I mentioned, so nice of you all to send me so many nice messages when I uh, lost this gig this week. But I win. I don't care about that. I win because I've got you, and you guys are the best. And I love it when you reach out to us, whether it's via email or on social media, or especially when you leave your voicemail messages You can do that, by the way, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just by calling the Ralph Report hotline. You know the phone number, 1-833-HI-RALPH. That's the kind of character I was doing for the wacky uh, sitcom. Sounded like a door opening. (laughs) It was. Someone get some oil for those hinges. (laughs) I listen to all the voicemails, and then I grab a handful of them, and we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Oh, I gotta tell you, a lot of people thought like Jason thought when the bad news came down that I would not, in fact, be uh, acting all week on a sitcom. Hey, Ralph, just read your message on the Patreon app about not getting this job with the TV show. Sorry to hear about that. But this only made me think, is it Jason Alexander behind this? Right. LMB. That's Ruben from Costa Mesa. Thank you, Ruben. I should have looked into that. There's every every chance, I think, that Jason Alexander is somehow behind this. He likes doing this sort of thing. He screws us at every chance he gets. He fucked Eddie. He fucked me. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. In fact... I'm guessing Jason Alexander will probably play the wacky <laughs> artist who makes art out of recyclables on Coop and Cammy Ask the World. Chad had a question. He called in. You know, the Garmy is plentiful. Yeah. There's a multitude of members of the Garmy. However, not all of them subscribe to this particular podcast. Huh. Some of them listen to Hollywood Babylon. Yes. Some of them are holdovers from my radio days. Many people call themselves the Garmy, and yet there's only a select few who actually listen to the Ralph Report. Huh. Hey, Ralph, Chad from Northern California, two star. Uh, just was thinking. So there are many, many members of the Garmy who call themselves Garmy members, but aren't subscribers to the Ralph report. Yes. So do we call them private? Yes. You are the generals and they are the privates. They're, they're the, the ground they're troops. They're enlisted. But they're essential. I love them. Yes. We need them. But please know, if you're listening to this program as a subscriber of the Ralph Report, you're an officer. You are. You're yeah. You're you're elite. You're you're part of the elite <laughs> core, and we welcome all the privates out there, and we love them. And I said, like I said, we need them in order to win the war. You need the guy. You need the boots right. on the ground. 
But let's 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 yeah. realize who's making the, the decisions. It's the, the generals are calling the shots. They have a choice if they want to promote themselves. I'm they can promote themselves anytime. It's very easy to do. Lauren called in. I was so glad that she did because she brought up something we haven't mentioned for a while, and I did want to talk about it. Hi, Ralph. It's Lauren, three-star general from Corona. Can we get an update on Phil and the eGarmony? Um, I'm really hoping people are calling in for him because that's a little bit of my worst nightmare. I'm 39, divorced, with kids. Dating sucks. And to put yourself out there and to get nothing back sounds awful. Um, I live in Southern California. If I lived in Northern California, I would say, let's go. That would be fun. I don't think Phil would like me because I hate camping, but <laughs> at least to go out. So hopefully, please, Garmini, help Phil. Um, LMB, hopefully. Good luck, Phil. Thanks. Bye. Lauren is such a sweet lady. Yeah. Very kind of you to ask about Phil. For those of you who hadn't heard, Phil was the first member of the Garmi that we put up in what we're calling the eGarmity matchmaking service, trying to put together people of like minds, people who listen to the show, if they live in the, anywhere near each other and they're single and they're looking to date, that we're trying to put people together. And Phil was our first guy, 40 years old, got a couple kids uh, out of a long-term marriage, having a hard time getting back into the dating world. And so we talked to him and we put his photo up online and we asked anyone in the Northern California area, he's in Concord, so anyone near San Francisco or uh, anywhere in the Bay Area, really, Oakland. If you're a lady and you're interested, reach out. And I, I am, I'm sad to report we have not had anyone uh, reach out yet to uh, hang out with Phil. And I don't think it's any reflection on Phil at all. I think you're, you're asking to draw from a specific group of people yeah. in a specific location. There just may not be someone who fits that criteria who lives near Phil. And it's also you're being put in the spotlight, too, about something very personal like dating. Yeah. So that you mean people don't want the attention drawn to something like that, too, would be a thing. That's true. So, we're of course, we're going to leave uh, Phil out there. He's uh, absolutely still going to be available. If you're interested, you can always reach out to me. Just send me an email with Phil's name in the subject line, ladies, if, you, if you're in the, the Bay Area and you'd like to go out with him. But I think we're going to uh, we're going to put Phil to the side, and we're going to try again. We're going to reload and see what yeah. we can do. We I think keep, I think Erin Erin is up next. Oh, down nice! There in Southern California, um, she's uh, been having some dating problems as well, mm -hmm. and she's a great lady. She comes to a bunch of the shows. She's, she's do up the T Public site for the Ashhole shirt and the Idiot shirt and the Care For shirt. She put together some yeah. amazing graphics for some merchandise. She is well invested in the Garmy. So I thought the least that we could do is give a little back. And make her our next subject yeah. on the e Garmony thing. So uh, we'll talk to her later this week, sometime, and try to set thing up for maybe the weekend. Awesome. That. So that thank you, Lauren, for calling in and asking about Phil. It was very kind of you. Uh, speaking of things that we do here on the show, some things blow up. This one has. We hit JoJo Siwa from YouTube <laughs> with a trank dart not too long ago, and you people went nuts. And I said, if you love it as much as you do, maybe this could be a recurring thing. Maybe you could nominate other celebrities you think should be hit with a tranquilizer dart just to calm them down a little bit. And you guys have shown up in a big way on that, and I appreciate it. So much so that our beloved John Cooperman, has stepped up oh, yet again. Shocking. Smelling perhaps another, <laughs> another opportunity to create a jingle for a recurring segment. He said, Hey, is there, are you going to keep doing this? And I said, Yeah, probably. He goes, I got it. I got a theme. I got a theme song. <laughs> John Cooperman seems to think everybody has Trank Dart Fever. <laughs> Trank Dart Fever. Trank Dart Fever. Trank Dart oh, Fever. That's great. Right? It's, it's going to be as long as the segment is. <laughs> One more time. Here we go. Trank Dart Fever. Trank Dart Fever. Trank Dart Fever. There you go. He went back to his roots a little bit. He did. <laughs> David called in with his suggestion of a celebrity he thinks needs to be hit with a Trank Dart. It's David, one-star general from Sherman Oaks. Um, I would love to hear Christian Bale hit with a trank dart during uh, the filming of, I think it was a Terminator film, or he yeah. got mad at a grip, 
Anyway, love to hear what it would have sounded like if that grip got back at him by shooting him with the trank dart. Yeah, thank you, David. Um, for those who aren't familiar with the story, Christian Bale was making a film called Terminator Salvation. Mm -hmm. And he was on the set, and the DP, I believe it was, or perhaps the guy who was uh, hanging some lights, I don't know, had something to do with uh, some technical thing, was apparently moving in his eye line. He was doing a scene with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. And he saw the corner of the eye, saw a, a uh, craftsman moving, and that was not acceptable to him. And he won on a legendary tirade on the set. <laughs> How unacceptable that was. Really lost his mind. And David seemed to think the whole thing could have been settled if someone had a blowgun around and could have hit Christian Bale with a track dart. So let's listen to what that would have sounded like. The, the fuck are you doing? Are you professional or not? Yes, I am. Do I fucking walk around and rip that? No, shut the fuck up, Bruce. Do I want? No. No. Don't shut me up. Am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of a scene? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, uh, da-da-da-da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand? You got any fucking idea about, hey, it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the fucking scene. Yeah, see, he gets much more relaxed at the end of that. He doesn't even react to it. He just keeps falling no, through. He's so his fired so up. Angry. And then finally, the drugs kicked in, and we were all better off for it. Also, last week, I have an apology to make. I accused my beloved alma mater of Northeast High School in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, of stealing the. Music from oh, yeah, yeah. Love Me Tender for our school song. Yeah. The, the Elvis Presley song from 1956, Love Me Tender, Love Me True. That, that was also our song, our school song. Uh, on a busy city street stands a noble school, home of learning, How do you virtue seat. It's insane. Um, well, it's more than I would ever Hail remember. Northeast. Hail Northeast, loyal all are we, from the greatest to the least, singing praise to thee. That was our wow. song. And that's years impressive. later, I put two and two together. I was like, oh, that's the love me tender. Well, I stand corrected. And I apologize, Northeast. <laughs> Jay called in. He has the answer. Hi, Ralph and Eddie. This is Jay, uh, one star from Longmont, Colorado. And I uh, noticed, uh, Ralph, you mentioned that your high school song was the same tune as Love Me Tender. And that could be because Love Me Tender is adapted from Aura Lee, kind of an old barbershop quartet staple. I was in chorus in high school, and the Society for the Preservation and Encouragement of Barbershop Quartet Singing in America came by and took several of us guys out of choir mm -hmm. every week or so and right. had us singing the barbershop quartet song. Mm. So, you know, yeah, I was very popular in, in high school, <laughs> yes. as you can obviously tell. Yes. But anyway, probably both of them were, you know, the tunes of Aura Lee. Yeah. Uh, you didn't actually sing your high school song to an Elvis song. Sorry if that disappoints. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, Jay. No, it doesn't disappoint me at all. It, it actually makes me feel better to know that my high school is not a bunch of thieves. Well, well actually, they were. But... Elvis was a well, thief too. Philly. The uh, the song Orally <laughs> was actually written during the Civil War. Oh, really? And so they borrowed the music from that in 1956 for Elvis's song. And I guess my high school, which makes more sense because my high school I think was founded in 1890. Hmm. It predates Elvis by a, a, so that song was around a couple years. Love me tender. Yeah. So I think they probably lifted it off of Orally as well. Here's the song Jay was talking about. As the blackbird in the spring, neath the willow tree, sat and piped, I heard him sing, singing orally, 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 made with gold and hair. Sunshine came along with thee and swallows in the air. Right. Uh, little did Jay know that being abducted by that barbershop quartet so many years ago 
would pay off now. Just you never know you as never you know. go through life amassing information. You never gonna know come in handy. when you're going to need it. And when you listen to that, <laughs> listen to those guys singing. I would think Jay must have got all kinds of pussy. Oh, I would. Yeah. How how sweet did those guys? Women sound? love that. Women love barbershop quartets. So uh, yeah, Jay, thank you so much. We also talked last week about. Bars of soap. Remember, we talked about the bars of yes, soap we used to share as a family. Yes, and in, in the communal bathroom, I would shower off the bar of soap before I used it. Will, our uh, registered nurse from Chicago, who calls in from time to time with things medical and scientific, was kind enough to give us the heads up on the true horrors oh. of the bar of soap. <laughs> hey, Ralph, it's Will from Chicago. Your resident nurse. Hey, uh, you and Eddie are talking about a bar of soap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have no idea how disgusting that stuff is. Um, it's actually been banned by, uh, like the CDC and healthcare facilities because it just grows bacteria. It's disgusting. Yeah, don't, don't use bar soap ever. Yeah, it's, it's really nasty. Don't, don't do that. Okay, love you. Mean it. Bye. Bars of soap have bacteria growing on them. So we weren't crazy. No, we were ahead of the curve. We were we were, we're washing with a petri dish full of infection <laughs> when we were in the shower. <laughs> Whatever came off of our family was being rubbed onto oh, our skin. We were just passing it around each other. Oh my god! See, we weren't crazy. The That's, filth. I'm glad to know we weren't. No, crazy. we were spot on uh, about that. Yeah. Some somebody thinks you're crazy about something else, oh, Eddie. Sure, I'm sure. Your hatred of spam. <laughs> has infuriated the people I call the Spam Nation. They are fired up. I'm sure. First of all, because you're spreading lies about what? Spam, What's, and they, they will not have it. What lie? Eddie, what the hell, man? Look, Spam's got a bad rap, because Spam used to have all the gel and the fat on it that you called it, but they have since stopped putting that gelatin in the meat mixture. Yeah, yeah. So look it up before you say that. Right. Later. Yeah. Love you, mean it. Bye. Why don't you do what? a little research before you start sorry, slamming a great American product like Spam? Sorry to research Spam before I came over and didn't know it was on the show. That gelatinous layer is no longer part of yeah. the process, Eddie. Last time I looked at Spam, was I was a child, so it was full of gelatinous spoons. Well, I'm just saying, look look before mm. you leap. Someone put a rope load in a can of Spam. Oh, stop, stop it. My God. That is a thing of the past, and now you're besmirching <laughs> the good name of Spam. By claiming they do something which they no longer do. And frankly, we won't have it. Thanks to everyone who called in. We appreciate it. And you too can be featured on Garmy on the Line. But you know what you got to do? You got to pick up the phone. You got to call me. Call me around. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me right now at one Yeah, apparently I forgot to do that on Friday. Oh, you forgot to do that? I forgot oh, to call shit. me song. How, mu- how many emails did I you got? I got quite a blowback. Oh, a lot fuck, of people dude. very upset they didn't hear the call Well, you me, were all so. excited thinking you were going to be on a sitcom. Right? Well, I was, like, I you was were counting my out. money. You, you were checked me? out. I was, already, I was already looking at my name <laughs> on the back of the director's chair there on the set. So I apologize to everyone. Uh, it's funny that we left off with that spam call, however, because... A great many people last week. What well, was a bad week? Because mm. we were all fired up. We were all excited after day one and day two. We were yeah. thinking we were on our way to the yep. uh, the five in a row. Yeah, looked like it. And then, uh, well, spam was the least of our problems. Pineapple First, got us. pineapple <laughs> derailed <laughs> us. And many people said, "Well, <laughs> hey, why don't you make lemonade out of lemons, or in this case, pineapple aid out of pineapples?" <laughs> And give us a little bit of what Eddie Pence sounds like when he's trashing pineapples. But what would it sound like if he was really, really drunk? You know, Eddie does not drink. So what we take, what we do is take one of his rants and we slow it down by about half speed. And it sounds amazingly like he is sitting at a bar just shit faced, (laughs) talking out of his ass in a segment called Drunk Eddie's Thoughts. I can't see that close up. Something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's drunk thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. (laughs) All right, here we go. These are Eddie's drunk thoughts on why he won't eat pineapple. What's wrong with the pineapple meat? Of itself, if it just if, like, if you cut off this spiky outside that scares got, you so much, 
It's if you got just eat the soft, it's, sweet center of the pineapple, then what's it the It still problem? has like that melon type texture. It's like a, it's like a mel. It's like it's not quite crispy like an apple. Oh my god! But it's not soft enough like a banana. You are truly <laughs> a nut bar. I don't like That's it. all I got. I don't like pineapple spikes. <laughs> You don't bite into it like an apple. Yeah, but you gotta go through it. You, you gotta it go off. through the spikes. Use a knife because man has developed tools to remove the spikes of yeah. the you pineapple. You know how many people have lost a fingertip trying to fucking eat a pineapple? You know how many, you know how, what you're gonna lose in about a minute? It won't be your finger. I'll tell you that much. I'm going to lop something off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Two drunk guys about to throw down over the pineapple. That's when the bartender had to come out from behind the other side of the bar and separate them. Things were going to get physical oh there God. for a moment. That was funny. Yeah, that's uh, Eddie Pence's take. <laughs> I love how over it you are as a drunk person. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm going to lop something off. Oh my god. <laughs> Those were Eddie's drunk thoughts on uh, pineapple. I can't see that close Watch up. Something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's drunk thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. <laughs> hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to the Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right. Every Monday, we still get the opportunity here in the back cave to take a look at the big calendar that hangs here on the wall. You see, every day of the calendar has holidays associated with it. Not all of them are legit, so we will break them down for you in a segment called Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or Holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Today, August 26th, is National Dog Day. National Dog Day. Yeah. Can't go wrong with National Dog Day. Oh, I love dogs. We all love dogs. On the 26th, they encourage dog ownership of all breeds. Now, of course, being a, 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 a right-minded organization behind National Dog Day, they please ask you if you're going to get a dog. Adopt, don't buy, because there are so many dogs out there that need a home. Yeah, those puppy mills are terrible. Yeah, they are. And, you know, there's something to be said for getting a dog of mixed breed as well. They tend to be hardier and of better temperament. Sometimes yeah. pure breeds can... Uh, it's a little inbreeding in got, there. <laughs> they got a head full of bad wiring. <laughs> yeah. And trust me, as a guy who owns a pure breed dachshund, I know that it doesn't necessarily make for a great pet when you yeah. have a pure breed. Yeah. Reggie's related to Reggie. He is uh, <laughs> he is up his own ass, that's for sure. <laughs> but they say, you know, of course, there's all kinds of um, all kinds of shelters out there that are desperate need of families who are looking for a pet. So if you're going to pick one up, go out to your local shelter especially if you can find a uh, a kill shelter yeah a shelter that makes room for more dogs by getting rid of the old ones if yes. you know what i'm saying yes. and uh, go out there and save a dog's life because you'll make a friend yeah you'll make a friend forever if my, you do that my friend jen uh works with care rescue la which is in la obviously and they do a lot of great work rescuing not just dogs but cats and all sorts of animals out there so Look into them, too, for uh, if you're looking to uh, adopt a dog. No shortage of um, people who are doing great work with rescues out yeah. there, like my pal Burt Ward and his Gentle Giants rescue out yeah. there in Narco. A lot of people really dedicated to trying to make better lives for these dogs who are homeless for, through no fault of their own yeah. quite often. It's these irresponsible owners who say, 
I didn't know it'd be so much work. Yeah, that's the I, worst. I gotta well, I have to train it and feed it, and I gotta get shots, and it's expensive. And that's I the worst. And no one told me, and they just drop these dogs off. They just abandon these that's, poor animals. It's awful. So do something right if you're going to look for a dog. Go there and adopt something out of a shelter. And of course, we celebrate National Dog Day. Today's also National Web Mistress Day. What? National Web Mistress Day. We're supposed to have a web mistress. Well. Many companies do. What? What? What do you? What do you? Like a like a side so piece on the internet? Like a side piece on the internet? No, not that kind of mistress, Gilligan. <laughs> what what is supposed to be? A web mistress like is a, is a woman who develops, designs, markets, and oh, maintains websites. Gotcha. Like a webmaster. Oh. If you had a business, you had a webmaster. That'd be a dude doing the yeah, job. Yeah, I don't. Right? I don't see sex when it comes to people who design websites. I just see you as a person. Well, <laughs> I don't really. They, they webmaster, specify the term webmistress because they're trying to encourage more oh, and more women. Makes sense to get makes into this sense. line of work i totally thought it was a side piece because the name <laughs> i totally thought oh i should have i'm supposed to go on that <laughs> that's what i thought was it uh was that dolly madison.com yes. what's, what's that like oh you're encouraging me to cheat on my wife with it's someone not dolly other? madison she was she brought water to injured <laughs> soldiers what is um, fucking uh, Holly Madison. Ashley. Ashley, Ashley Madison. Madison. Holly Madison. Com. Ashley Madison. Yeah, you're supposed to go there and get a get a uh, yeah. get a mistress. A little no. thing on the side. No, Web no. mistress. This is for women who are trying to get <laughs> into the world. Totally misread that. Of designing, developing, and marketing and maintaining websites. Okay. And they say webmistress is a convenient <laughs> term because it encourages female involvement mm. versus webmaster, which has such a masculine tone to it. Sometimes women don't even consider that as a profession because it sounds so male-dominated. Can you say web designer or something you like can, that? You can, but they're trying to promote the use of eh, the word webmistress. Web. has a connotation to it. For you, apparently, well, it does. Yes, it does. When I heard webmistress, I think it must be someone who works in the <laughs> internet. not where my head went. Well, maybe that says something about your relationship. <laughs> maybe the, the idea of your in-laws moving in for a week has caused your mind to wander perhaps to other kinds of companionship surf in the chat rooms i don't blame you uh so yeah if you want to get into the world of websites and you're a female you can be a web mistress and it's hard to find a reason my stupidity surprises me sometimes (laughs) it's not stupidity here's the thing and people say that to me it's like Eddie seems like a really bright guy. And I go, he is a really bright guy. His head just doesn't work the way it works yeah, for the rest of us. I'm just not this. lined up with everybody no, else. No, you are. <laughs> you're outside the box. You're you're not even near the box factory. You're out there in the parking lot where they make the boxes. I, I did well in school, and I can have coherent conversations with people. You're a very bright guy. You just, but, <laughs> your brain doesn't. You know, go in the same pattern that the it's rest It's too of many do. brain cells. That's what I it have is. not killed enough brain cells You're in my life. You're too smart. That's the problem. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That's what I always say to people. He's <laughs> smart. He's too smart. That's the problem. <sighs> hey, speaking of webmistresses, today is also National Women's Equality Day. How can you have a problem with that? I don't. National Women's Equality Day, the reason we celebrate on this day, which, of course, again, is... <laughs> August 26th, it's because on this day in 1920, the United States Congress passed the 19th Amendment, which allowed women to vote. In 1920, they got around to letting women vote. Still crazy to me. No wonder there are so many uh, ardent feminists out there who are genuinely pissed off about shit because it's been a never ending parade of rich mostly white dudes just telling women for generations what they can and can't do we're right now at the hundred year mark of women being able to vote with their what to do with their votes and their bodies and their jobs and how much they get paid or don't get paid (sighs) and how it's just a never-ending parade of affrontery for women i feel i just i i'm sorry ladies on behalf of sorry me being a man, I apologize. But sorry about the web mistress. Thing. And we're yeah, right. Eddie still thinks you're just for banging uh, on the I, web. That's, that's not what, what I mean. Thinks. That's what that's he. That's not thinks. what I meant. So the fact that we have to have a National Women's Equality Day that we're still fighting for genders to be equal—it's insane. In this, in the 21st century, it's, it's a little madness. All right, so absolutely sorry, ladies. We're still fighting for equality for you. Some of us are anyway, and. um of course, I saved the food-related holidays for the end mm. because <sighs> Eddie Pence doesn't eat a lot of stuff. But what I like to do is talk about a food, and then maybe, just maybe, 
When we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine, it will come up with three items on the reels, which will give us a giant payout and mean that Eddie actually does eat this thing. Yeah. Now, this whole thing has taken on a, a brand new significance because we've had several members, members of the Garmy yeah. in various uh, tiers, the first, the, the one star, the two star, the three star generals who have sworn an oath saying they <laughs> will up their subscription to the four star generalship yeah. should Ed get five in a row. Yeah. And so today is a Monday. Monday. It's going to kick things off. Right. If he gets this one. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We're 20% there. All right. <laughs> Today, boys and girls, is National Cherry Popsicle Day. Cherry Popsicles. We celebrate Cherry Popsicles on this day because in 1905, in Oakland, California, an 11-year-old boy named Frank Epperson was mixing a powdered flavoring for soft drinks with water. You know, back in the day, there weren't a lot of, like, sweet drinks for kids. Yeah. So they would sell these powders, and you would just add water and mix it up. It had a ton of sugar yeah. in it and food coloring and flavoring and stuff. Like Kool-Aid. Like Kool-Aid, yeah. exactly. So a little 11-year-old Frankie Epperson is there in Oakland, California in 1905, and he's mixing it on his back porch, and he leaves it outside, and the temperatures drop below freezing that what? night. So the next morning, he comes out, and he finds the drink there in the bowl with the stirring stick still inside of it. And it's stuck in there. And he pulls it out, and now he's got his cherry-flavored drink on a wooden spoon. And he's like, this is a great way to eat this thing. That's the first popsicle That's ever? That's the first popsicle. An 11-year-old made it. Wow. Now, he Holy puts crap. this idea in the back of his head. And he goes about his life. And in 1922, he finally gets around to serving it at a fireman's ball. He made it as a special treat. And apparently people went nuts. So in 1923, he started selling these frozen pops to the public at a amusement park in Alameda, California called Neptune Beach. And they were a huge success. So he got a patent for his frozen confections. Something he called the Epsicle. <laughs> Because his last name got was Epperson. It. Yeah, see that. it was the Epsicle. <laughs> his kids apparently told him, that is a shitty name, Dad. Everybody should have told him. <laughs> you should. You should. It's like soda pop on a stick. You should call it the Popsicle. And that's the name wow. that, uh, that stuck. Now, this whole story does have sort of a gloomy ending. Of course Eddie, it does. And I'm sorry to tell you this. Mm. But six months after he got his patent for the Epsicle in 1924, along came Big Ice Cream. Oh, no. Good humor shows up on his doorstep and slaps him with a lawsuit. What? Because they, at the time, were selling the Good Humor Bar, right. which was vanilla ice cream dipped in hard chocolate, also on a wooden stick. And they said, that's our racket. We sell the sweet treats on the stick. You can't just patent this and then start selling it. But so they took him to court. What? One's yes. ice cream, one's not. Well, that's what eventually the deal that got hammered out resulted in being. They said, we'll let you do the juicy stuff. We're, we'll do the ice cream right. stuff. But you still have to pay us a royalty for every one that you sell because you're selling them on a stick. And that was our idea. Oh, first. that's a bunch of bullshit. So poor Epi lost the rights to, uh, to that patent. But he was able to keep selling his treats as the Popsicle Foundation. But however, Eddie, in 1925, Epperson fell on hard times. And had to liquidate all of his assets and sold his company to a big corporation called the Joe Lowe Company of New York. His popsicle Empire melted. Yeah. Oh, man. Everson <laughs> so said years later, I was flat and had to liquidate all my assets. <laughs> I haven't been the same since, he oh, said, man. about selling popsicles. Because, you know, Popsicle went on to be huge. not only still to this day a huge money-making enterprise, but it's become part of the lexicon. Yeah. Anything, Summertime. any frozen uh, juice snack on a stick. Yeah, popsicle. Is a popsicle. Yeah. It's like Kleenex is a tissue. A Zer Xerox is a copy. Right. It's just one of those catch-alls where everyone knows the yeah, name man. popsicle. Oh. And popsicle is still a company that sells a lot of frozen treats. Well, it, it was an accident, so easy come, easy go, I guess. Uh, I suppose. Try telling that to Epi. <laughs> Poor he's, Epi. He's not too happy. What if he invented that pen that uh, helps people when they're having allergic reactions? Call it the pop pen. Do you remember the commercial with Man of Popsicle? Do you remember the Man of Popsicle commercials? No. I used to love those. It was a spoof on superheroes, and the kids would like it would be like a Godzilla monster tearing up the town, and Man of Popsicle would show up. No. Oh, here it is. I love it. Oh, no. What will we do? Who can save us? I can save you. Yay. It's Man of Popsicle. 
I love the fact that he's Man of Popsicle. Man of, that's the best name they could come <laughs> up with. It super. sounds so purposefully awkward. Popsicle Man always made is me the laugh. better. Man of Popsicle. <laughs> anyway, the reason we celebrate the Cherry Popsicle today, let's not lose sight that today is National Cherry Popsicle Day, is because it was then and still now, Eddie, the favorite flavor for popsicles. It's the red it's, one. It's the red one, exactly. Hence, <laughs> cherry flavored. It is the red one. If it was a green one, it would confuse so many oh, people. Oh, that make no sense. None whatsoever. Except the orange one. That one makes sense. It does. The orange one makes the sense. The color is the flavor. <laughs> Does Eddie Pence like cherry popsicles? Ah, oh, who knows? Why do we even bother trying to figure him out anymore? Let's just pull the handle and get it over with. Here we go. All right, we got one popsicle, two popsicles, three popsicles! Oh! Oh, hope springs eternal. Here we go again. Oh, the ride. Here we go again. One for one. Looking at a bright future on this Monday. Eddie Pence <laughs> likes cherry popsicles. I'm... I got to say I'm a little surprised because really? I vaguely remember something in the back of my head saying you don't like cherries. I don't like cherries. And I don't remember you saying particularly you like cherry, the flavor of cherry. No, I don't mind the cherry flavor. Like, oh, I see. The like fake a, cherry yeah, flavor like, you like. like cherry you don't like green. real cherries. I don't like real cherries. I got you. But like cherry popsicles, yeah. You would, you cherry would and grape. Grape's my favorite. Cherry's probably my second favorite. Right. Well, red and purple red and purple yeah. are your favorite yeah well there you go look at so, that there you go we're on our way boys and girls one for one buckle up it's gonna be one of those weeks <laughs> <laughs> that's it for holiday or holiday all right now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment i call the showbiz beat on Mondays, what I like to do is take a look at the top 10 movies at the box office to give us some idea of what people went to see in theaters over the weekend. At number one, no surprise here, it was the biggest movie, the new movie this weekend, and uh, it was kind of a, a weak field for it to compete against. But Angel Has Fallen, the third in the Has Fallen trilogy, yes. came in at number one with $21 million. Whoa, that's not it's bad. Debut. Not bad at all. It I overperformed expectations. I did not think it would make that much money. So congratulations. Uh, number two was Good Boys. That fell to number two this weekend, making an additional $11.8 million. At number three, here's a surprise, one of those uh, faith-based movies. Mm. This one's called Overcomer. <laughs> I don't know if anyone thought about that title when they were sitting there in the chapel writing the script. Oh, you can't stop. <laughs> help me. Somebody help me. He just keeps coming. He's an overcomer. Oh, God, please help me. <laughs> that Jacob is an overcomer. <laughs> it is, uh, it's with Sony's Affirm films. They oh have their own, their own wing of uh, life-affirming, faith-based films. Overcomer those... was about a kid who overcomes something, I think. Oh, those people need to get out more. They would not have named it that. <laughs> $8.2 million oh dollars made it number three. Oh. The Lion King, still in the top five with... <laughs> 8.2 million. Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, 8.1 million at number five. Number six, Ready or Not, came in at number six with a subdued weekend tally of $7.6 million. That's the horror film about the bride yeah. who meets her uh, in-laws and they make her play a deadly game of hide-and-seek. I heard that was pretty fun. People I heard it. I said it's very funny, very dark, yeah, dark people, humor. People that saw it said they liked it. So uh, doing pretty well for itself. And number seven... Angry Birds 2, anemic, $6.3 million at the box office. Mm. So far, it's only earned $27 million compared to the $107 million the first one eventually earned. So yeah. not a lot of good hopes for this. Number eight, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the Guillermo del Toro horror film. Number nine, Quentin Tantiro. Easy for you to say. Quentin Tantino. I can't say Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood made $5.1 million. And at number 10, Dora and the Lost City of Gold added another $5 million to its take. Um, so far, it's earned a respectable $42 million That's in good. the United it's States. For a kid's Not bad movie. at all for a kid's movie. This was sad news. You know how I feel about Eddie Money. Yeah. That was the original. So the original Ooh So Close. Ooh! So close. Ooh! So fucking close. I have been a fan of his for a long time. I enjoyed hanging out with him and, and rehearsing with him. I never got a chance to play on stage with him, yeah. but we did hang so out. So close, though. And he was uh, he was such a, a good guy to me, very kind. Sad news this week announced he has 
stage four esophageal cancer. Oh. Yeah. And he's got a reality show. I didn't know this, but he and his family are on a reality show called Real Money. And he talked about it on an episode of that show this week. And it has spread throughout his body as well, besides his uh, esophagus. So they say he's going to talk about his illness and feature his treatment through the upcoming episodes of this show. And the thing is, he has not stopped touring with it. Really? He's still out there on the road. Wow. Is he treating it? Like, he is, is he actively yeah. treating it? Actively treating it. That's got to be difficult. But he's been touring while getting treatment. Wow, that's got to be hard. And this guy's just a, a stud because he took a break from the road to get a heart valve replacement. And another time when he caught pneumonia in July. But other than that, he has been on the road with cancer nonstop for the past year or wow, so. Wow, man. So we're a little tribute to the, to the money man. I've got two tickets for paradise. Won't you? Stage four sounds pretty scary, but I wish him the best, and I hope he makes a, wow. makes a uh, recovery because that's uh, that's tough. Well, he's not letting cancer take away what he loves. That's true. He's still spending time with his family and out there on the road. Yep. So, if you gotta go, do what you love. This cracked me up over the weekend. Netflix accidentally revealed their Breaking Bad movie. Did you see I this story? <laughs> Someone <laughs> is getting a, a knee to the nads over yeah. this. They had a placeholder card Ooh. on Netflix with the title El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, Ooh. which was discovered by the internet and then quickly taken down because they were waiting to announce this very secretive Breaking Bad movie, which had only really been rumored about up yeah, until now. They kept it really well under wraps. Vince Gilligan, the writer and director of the original series, is the writer and director of the feature film as well that he did for Netflix. And now we know, basically, it's Aaron Paul's character, Jesse, on the run from cops and from the bad guys, and it's it's going to be coming to Netflix on October 11th. And they accidentally oh, wow. revealed that information, but once it was out there, they were pretty quick to jump on the interest and curiosity yeah. because they dropped the trailer like the next yeah, day right they away. Had to. Like, it's already out of the yeah. bag. We might as well release it. So uh, fans of Breaking Bad, very happy to know that one of their beloved characters, at least Jesse, yeah. will be returning on October 11th. Speaking of news about movies, this uh, D23 that went on down in Anaheim yeah. this past weekend, lots of great information came out of that, including when we can see the Black Black Panther sequel. It's going to be hitting theaters on May 6th, 2022. It's a ways away. That's way too long. Yeah. Well, they have those other five they're putting out in phase four right now, so it's got to be after those. Yeah, I guess it's got to get in line, right? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Coogler, director of the first film and the sequel, said, look, we're not out there taking our time. We're just trying to get it right. And so, like you said, they do got they have Thor lined up and all the other. Black Widow, right. Eternals. So they are going to uh, take advantage of their scheduling and try to make the best film they yeah. can. I'm sure it's going to be great no matter no matter what it is. Of course, all things Disney were discussed this weekend at D23, including an appearance by a gentleman named Ewan McGregor. Mm. Who stepped out on stage and confirmed that yes, he is indeed returning to play Obi Wan Ben Kenobi on a, in a TV series that's going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. I have been up and down with anticipation and uh, joy when it comes to the various Star Wars projects that are out yeah. there. Yeah, I think this one for me is the home run I've been waiting. He for. was so good in the prequels. Amazing. I think there's that. 20-year period where he's on Tatooine, there's something There's something that can be told there. Right. That can be fun and interesting. Yeah. You know, he's like boning sand people oh, or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, just having yeah. his... Just a party. Just, just, just having three ways with Jawas. fucking run a train. <laughs> he's got a web mistress, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah, who knows what it's going to be. But we know it's going to be on uh, Disney+. Plus. Start shooting next year, so we won't see it for a while. But still, my, still, excite my excitement level exciting. is high. Did you see the trailer for The Mandalorian, yes. Eddie? Yes. Oh, my God. Now, what? Now, you're acting like oh. it showed oh. us something. It just showed a guy in a helmet walking around. I'm not even that. To see IG-88, or I don't know if that's technically IG-88, or if it's just another one of those type of IG droids, but that guy fighting, 
for the first time. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was cool. And then the one move where the Mandalorian grabs the guy with the the rope and then pulls him through the door and shuts the door on him. Yeah. That was badass. Yeah. I mean, it was fine, and I enjoyed it, but you're acting like something major happened. No, but I was excited. I thought the Stormtrooper helmets on the pipes. That was cool, too. That was a cool visual. That's like my favorite period of Star Wars is the original trilogy, and to see stuff take place during or around that time gets me excited. Yeah, it's cool stuff. All right, since we're talking about it, what is Disney Plus? How much is it going to cost? Where can you get it? When can you get it? All those questions were answered this weekend, so let's run through those really quickly. Disney Plus, of course, is Disney's streaming service. How much will it cost? Well, you'll be happy to know that it will be the cheapest streaming service on the market. Really? Yes. To give you some comparatives, Netflix is $11 per month. Hulu is 8 Amazon Prime comes in around 9 HBO Now tips the scale at around 15 bucks a month. Uh, Disney Plus will only cost you $7 a month. I'm on it. Now, there's no promise that once it launches... Oh, it's going to go up. It's they won't give you little bumps as things go along. Yeah. Once you get hooked... It's Disney. They may right, raise yeah. prices. But initially, you can get it for 7 bucks a month. Here's the thing. If you're a member of the Disney uh, 23 fan club, yeah. which is everybody who was down there celebrating this weekend, they were happy to announce to those people, you could sign up for an ironclad three-year subscription for just $3.92 a month. My God. That's Membership awesome. has its privileges. Yes, it does. Uh, how about other countries? It's going to be $9 a month in Canada. Nine a month in Australia and the Netherlands, seven euros a month, uh, ten New Zealand dollars a month. And so those are some of the pricing plans around the country, around the world, because I know we have listeners all over those places. When does it launch? November 12th here in the U.S. November 12th also in Canada and the Netherlands. Australia, you get a little bit later, November 19th in Australia and New Zealand. And then what's going to be on there? Well, they started to tell us many of the reboots and revamps that we're going to get. You get Lizzie McGuire's coming back. I saw that, yeah. Which doesn't really that doesn't mean much do anything to me. for me. But, but Hilary Duff will be back happy. in that role. A lot of Marvel stuff, old and new. Of course, you're going to get all the movies. Yeah. But you also get Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Loki series, the WandaVision, with Elizabeth Olsen returning as uh, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, and Moon Knight yeah. all coming as TV series. Lots of Star Wars stuff. Mandalorian, of course, but now we know uh, the Obi-Wan series, and you get all the movies. Casting Andor series, too, I believe. You get that, too, too, yeah. Uh, they will have documentaries and docu-series about the world of Disney, Disney, including this one, which sounds really cool, One Day at Disney, which will showcase various employees who work within the different tenants of the company. So you'll see some people work at the theme park, some people work in animation. You get yeah. to follow around an employee. That's interesting. And see what they do. I always wonder how they maintain their smile <laughs> at the theme park, because I would be just... Can you imagine? Uh, Those no. people are saints. How they work with the people and just keep that level of enthusiasm and optimism up. Just sit, I'll sit back when I go there. I'll just sit back and watch the people that are just visiting. I'm like, these people are animals. Yeah. Just animals. And they treat the folks who work there with such disregard and yes, rudeness. Yes, absolutely. And those people just keep on yeah. smiling. They're like, how can I help you? What can I make this better for you? God like, bless insane. you. And lastly, they announced, they showed the trailer to the uh, Lady of the Tramp, the live action Lady in the Tramp movie. Yeah. And did you see it? I didn't see that. I got to tell you, I was really against this initially. It looks good. But it looks good. Yeah. And you know what I think does it for me is that they used real dogs that were trained and then just CGI'd their mouths so it looks like they're talking to each other. Okay. Versus the full-blown, super realistic CGI right, like they right, did right. with uh, Jungle Book. Jungle Book. And Lion King. That uncanny valley for me is still so disturbing. It doesn't quite look real, yeah. but it looks... It's not animation. It just gives me, it raises my hackles yeah, a little yeah. bit. But these are real dogs that they just make their mouths well, that move. might look good. And it looks pretty cute. So that's what's coming up on Disney+. Plus. Speaking of Tramp in the new Disney and the Tramp uh, remake, the live-action remake, he is a two-year-old terrier mix named Monty. And he was at one of those kill shelters that we were just talking really? about. Yeah. He was there at the Halo Animal Rescue in Phoenix. No, I'm sorry. He was at a kill shelter, and the folks at the Halo Animal Rescue in Phoenix scooped him up, pulled him out of that uh, kill shelter, and they were looking for a terrier to star in this new movie. And there was a trainer named Mark Forbes who started to tour different... It was like a casting call. He went through some of these uh, rescues looking for a terrier that looked right, and he picked Monty out and adopted him and started to train him and taught him all the tricks he needed to know for the movie. Wow. So he went from almost being euthanized to being a movie now star. Now he's an A-lister. Little Monty. <laughs> and it's kind of cool. The uh, Halo Animal Rescue said, you can have him for your movie, but we need to know that when you're done shooting, you're going to adopt him as your own personal oh, really? pet. 
So now uh, Mark Forbes, this animal trainer, he, the dog now lives with him. I would imagine he'd want to keep the dog after all that. How can you? If you're yeah. an animal trainer and you're working with a ton of animals and dogs, you can't always. You can't adopt all of them. But, but since Monty didn't have a home, yeah. he's now a movie star and he's got a forever family. So that's good news, right? And lastly, before I get to celebrity birthdays, I did mention that we have some more additional audio from Daniel Radcliffe's <laughs> audio diary from the set of the Harry Potter films. Now, this was provided to us from our UK correspondent, Mr. Steve Ashen. How he got his hands on it, I didn't ask, because I'm sure there's something illegal going on, some sort of yeah. wiretapping. Some or payments being made. Somebody's phone was hacked. It's kind of like that News of the World newspaper there. Yeah. It was yeah. like hacking people. <laughs> Some's not kosher. There's only one way that Steve could have come up with this, but he did provide us yet another little audio snippet from Daniel Radcliffe's audio diary. Please enjoy. Day 12 on Prisoner. Today I got to meet Oldman. Who the fuck does he think he is? He was walking around the place like fucking Russell Brand at a wedding. Look at the artwork, Gary. It's my fucking name that tops the poster. In front of Spall, in front of Gambon, in front of fucking Walters. Get in line, you fucking stoosh. A so ting set, I and I might have to lick him upside of the head if he don't come correct. He actually had the brass neck to give me notes. Me, fucking D-Rad. That's what everyone calls me on set. Here's a note, Oldman. Your name is Oldman because you're an old man. Blah, blah, blah. You've been fucking served, fam. I was so fucking mad tight and vexed. I had to do a bowl with Coltrane and get one of the extras to give me a nosh. I tell you, man, I'm going to cause some murders for real. Wow. <laughs> Who knew Daniel Radcliffe or D-Rad was so... Uh, aggro oh. on the set. I had no wow, idea. Man. Kids are terror. He lives hard. Thank you so much, Steve, for providing that. Please keep them coming. <laughs> Let's take a look at all the celebrity birthdays. All the stars born on this day, August 26th, kicking off with Chris Pine. I love this guy. Great actor. A little too pretty for my taste. A little too handsome. Makes me a little insecure about my own looks. But other than that, he's pretty terrific. 39 years old. Steve Trevor, of course, returning again for the new Wonder Woman yeah, film. How that's going to happen? Yeah. I have no idea. Drummer Adrian Young of No Doubt celebrates his 50th birthday today. Actor Chris Burke from Life Goes On played Corky on that show. He's 54 years old. Singer Valerie Simpson of Ashford and Simpson fame is 74. They, of course, were a, a huge force, not only as singers, but also as songwriters in the world of soul and R&B. This is probably their biggest hit. Part of that song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Melissa McCarthy from Mike and Molly and Gilmore Girls and a billion films, 49 kitchen. years old. The, the Kitchen, smash hit The Kitchen. <laughs> Singer Bob Cowsill of The Cowsills is 70. This was a unique band to come out of the 60s and early 70s. It was a band made up entirely of family members. The mom, all the boys, the one daughter, they were a family band called The Cowsills. And ABC offered them a TV series based on their lives. Yeah. And they passed. And so ABC said, all right, fuck you. We'll just make it without you. And they made a show called The Partridge Why Family. Why would they do that? Because they didn't want to be on television because they weren't actors and they thought oh, it would uh, would, it would not be a good experience for them. Dumb. This family has a lot of horror stories about how their father sort of pushed them to be oh. in the music business oh. stuff and oh, everything. Maybe it wasn't. So idea, they though. may have dodged a bullet, yeah, quite maybe. frankly. They might not have fared even at... A lot of them had drug problems and things like that as it was. If they were TV stars, it Ooh, could have yeah. been even worse. This is uh, one of their big songs out of the 60s from 1967. I saw her sitting in the rain. Raindrops falling on her. She didn't seem to care. She sat there and smiled at me. Flowers everywhere. Oh, 
wonder so many people were doing drugs in the 60s. That song makes you feel like you're tripping. I just think of Dumb and Dumber when I hear that song. <laughs> That's right. I forget. <laughs> he rips the guy's heart out, <laughs> puts a doggy bag and hands it to him. <laughs> Actor Mike Calder from Jessica Jones is 43 years old today. Guitarist Dan Vickery of The Counting Crows is 53 years old today. Bad news, the lead singer of Counting Crows shaved off his dreadlocks. Did you no, see that? he didn't. Yeah. Why would he do that? It's end of an era. Oh. Single tear. I, I lost a single <laughs> tear when I heard that news. Also celebrating a birthday today is Dylan O'Brien from TV's Teen Wolf. He's 28 years old. Shirley Manson of Garbage is 53. Oh, my dear Lord, how I love her so much. crush on her for so long and she used to come in and out of the radio station where I worked all the time. Oh, really? And I would literally avoid her <laughs> because the, the crush was so strong that it was, it made me so nervous and anxious, the thought of actually having to speak with her that wow. I, I could not, really? I could not face it. Wow. It was a challenge that I could not accept. <laughs> For years this oh went my on, God, really? and just before they let me go there, maybe this, maybe they knew it then. Maybe this was like a Make-A-Wish Foundation thing. <laughs> but we did our annual summer concert, and Garbage was playing. And uh, it was either Kevin or Bean or one of the guys that I worked with said, come here, we need you or something. And they brought me backstage, and there waiting for me was Shirley Manson. And they, they knew the whole time you they could knew. not. They knew. It was a big running joke that I couldn't bear to face her because oh I God. loved her too much. <laughs> The, my my passions were. It wasn't even a crush. My passions were so real right. that I could not <laughs> get a handle on them. And she's standing there staring at me. And she just reaches out and crooks her finger oh. like this and does one of those "come here, big boy" kind here of comes moves. The overcomer. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked over with her. She gave me the biggest kiss and hug. Oh. And then she whispered into my ear. She said, "And that Scottish accent, oh, which just crippled me." She said, I think you're lovely. Oh, man. And I was like, ah. Did your knees buckle? I just collapsed. Jesus. And I think I died. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I died. So happy birthday to my love, Shirley Manson. She is 53 today. And Macaulay Culkin celebrates his 39th birthday. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And that's it for today's surprise show. We're going to have surprise shows all week. We're back one. and better than ever. Today was a real good, a good show. for a surprise See? show. And we would have missed out on this show <laughs> had I been over there working on the Disney line. Oh, so. I, I have an update for the unspecial. Oh, my I, goodness. Can I give you guys an update By on all that means, one? yes. Uh, we are done. We're waiting for the final Done export. like you're giving up. You're just saying, yeah, screw we, it. We screwed this it. was we a just, waste of our money. I put it in a trash can. I am done with this. Lit it on fire. <laughs> um, so we, I have a couple connections over at Netflix that I'm going to send it to. Ooh. Um, so, and Netflix, uh, just put out this past weekend, a tweet saying, what comedians would you like to recommend to see a special? So anyone that Garmy wants to put out a tweet saying, we'd love to see an Eddie Pence special. Now would be the time to, uh, hit up Twitter and just at Netflix as a joke and go for it. All right. Well, they're uh, at hashtag. Hashtag unspecial. And then just, uh, I and know. Then, and it's at Netflix is at a joke. Netflix is a joke. And just say you'd love to see an Eddie Pence comedy special. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of people have been tweeting so far. So if we get enough people tweeting and then we get into their hands at the same time, maybe like, you know, oh. it'll all come together at the right time. A little synergy. They're like, hey, I'm wait hoping. a minute. I've seen this guy's name. He's, he's, all those people are begging <laughs> us to put him on our <laughs> network. That's annoying everybody. And then we have it here in our hand. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put two and two together, Maybe. and then they watch it, then they love it, then it's magic. Oh, that's the dream. All right. right? Let's make that so, happen, Garmy. Come on. We anybody can get there. And if the, for the people that have tweeted, thank you so much, and I really appreciate it. So. There you go. You idiots. The, the <laughs> subdivision of the Garmy known as the idiots, you are strong, and we appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Come on back tomorrow for more of our shenanigans. Why not? I got nothing better to do this week. I might as well do some more shows. <laughs> How about that? Thanks for coming by. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>